system. So one of the one of the most exciting things I I, I want to see, and we had some great conversations um, with this at an event I was in in Ireland recently, talking to their uh, their industry around some of these concepts. Is how do we allow all of this data to to join in with the shared care record data set we're already building, so patients can contribute their data to um, you know, are wearing an Apple Watch or their, their fitness data, their their lifestyle data, and other bits of data we know about them, things like the pollution where they live and and the amount of sunlight they might get from walking around with their phone in their pocket, and and one of the things that you know it's not on the bleeding edge of technology, but I think to see this applied at scale would be re- really important, and it excites me because it means we can properly personalize our response to these things as opposed to just talking around personalized medicine in terms of drug trials or as aspirations. Welcome to Digital Health Connect, empowering global collaboration podcast, the podcast that brings together the brightest minds in the digital health industry to explore the latest innovations and trends. Join us as we dive deep into the world of digital health and hear from industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators who are shaping the future of healthcare. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our section member spotlight, where we interview some key personalities from ECHLM members to find out more about their organizations and companies and get inspired by their work. I'm Adriana Diaz, Communities Manager of ECH Alliance, and it is my pleasure today to introduce you to Mark Hindle, who is the Vice President for the UK and Ireland at Orion Health. Hi, Mark. Hello. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Nice to meet you. So we're going to figure out more about Orion Health and we're going to start with a very basic question, which is like, what is Orion Health? Where is it based? And what is the scope of your work? Good question. So Orion Health is a New Zealand-owned and operated business. Um, We operate in 17 different countries now around the world with offices in 12 of them. And we have a a healthcare platform I'm sure we'll talk some more about, uh, but we effectively bring together data sets and put that data to work for health and care organizations around the world. Um, we've got a 30 year heritage of um, building, working in this space and digital health is all that we do, all that we've ever done. Um, we had a history of bringing together data um, using an integration engine product that we that we originally built called Rhapsody. Um, and we, since then have pivoted to really focus on building solutions that use this data to help get it in the right hands of the care professionals at the, at the front line of delivery of health and care in all sorts of different markets around the world and the challenges they all face. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I think you already gave some hints, but like if you were to highlight three key facts about Ryan Health, which ones would there be? So we've got a, a really rich heritage of joining together data um, in, from, in any type of format and in any different context. And we've been doing that for a long time. So I think first one is we're experts in what we do around integration. The second thing is our global presence allows us to see the same problems played out in different geographies and to use that collective experience to power our teams and our customer partners to solve things in novel ways and to share that learning. Um, And the third thing would be our our, uh, our sole focus is digital health. We plow a lot of our R&D effort as a business back into finding new ways to solve problems with our technology. And you know, it's a, a big a big part of what we do is 
work with our existing customers to test out new ideas to, to solve their problems. So expert integration, global presence, and industry leading, so focus on digital health and R&D. Mm -hmm. Okay, very well summarized, <laughs> spot on. And um, I've been doing a bit of research on your website, and I saw that what you call the unified healthcare platform seems to be like the corner store of Orion Health's work. So could you explain to our audience a bit more about it? Of course. So our unified healthcare platform, we think is a global leading solution for um, a few different reasons. The first part, the first component is um, a health intelligence platform. So if you think about, we bring together all of the data that we have in a health and care organization. We um, ingest that data, we make sense of it, we store it in a sensible way for you. And there's a few things you can now do. The first is you can use that for reporting and analytics, if you wish, to be able to look at either operational data and management or things like population health um, management and, and insight. But you can also de-identify that data for, for research if you wanted to. Um, but you can all, the, 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 the thing that Amadeus allows you to do really simply is put that data to work for your own organization. So we have a digital care record. We sit on top of our health intelligence platform, and that can have a few different components. A clinical portal, so teams that are treating patients can see dashboard-based views of the whole person that's in front of them. Uh, we have workflow in there, so people can move things easily around the geography to make sure the care is orchestrated around the individual or group of individuals. And we have easy ways to share that, that work and see progress. We also do a lot of work around medicines in particular. So medicines management and closing the loop, as it's often referred to here in the UK, between medicines you might take at home in the community and then you have a, a healthcare episode and then you might uh, either have some more healthcare or some changed healthcare or medicines. That loop of communication around medicines is really important and something we, we do a lot of. The other big use case we have for the the health intelligence platform is a digital front door. So we've seen certainly since the pandemic, a lot more use of um, patient facing, citizen facing tools, but having a digital front door that's one unified experience for patients to come to is something that increasingly our customers in different parts of the world are asking us to help them with. So we have a, a consumer website, a patient portal, the ability to plug in remote patient monitoring easily, as well as patient reported outcomes, forms and surveys, all through one channel. And so we sit a digital care record and a digital front door on top of the health intelligence platform. And that's what we think makes Amadeus a, a unique proposition globally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, indeed, it seems to unify like several like hot topics somehow around digital health, like you would be like telemedicine or like electronic care records, or even I'm thinking like personalized healthcare. somehow, like I see how your platform could help to all these at once somehow and actually do you have any example of an implementation of that somewhere yeah plenty so so one example that springs to mind is in northern ireland so for 10 years now um, for over 10 years they've had a northern ireland electronic care record ecr that's powered by our platform and what they've been able to do in terms of personalized um, medicine and pathways is identify a cohort of diabetes patients and to orchestrate the best care for them in a number of ways. So the glucose readings that the patient might take at home can be entered by the patient into the digital front door for that pathway. The care team can then receive those. The, the ones that need to be dealt with are a bubble to the top of their list. They can then orchestrate some care intervention. That might be a remote session to counsel somebody. It might be some changed or uh, increased or decreased medicine, or it might just be some advice. 
and, and uh, or it could be uh, ordering something else in a pathway. This person needs to, so in a diabetes case, might be needs to go for an eye screening, which is a routine thing for for diabetes patients. So, so by um, sim simplifying the pathway around the, the sort of common data platform, everyone's on the same page around these patients. And I think one of our challenges as an industry is to help our customers and ultimately citizens to simplify all of the tech from from us and other ECH Alliance members. And we have to find ways to stitch that together so it's simpler for the person to join in with. They're the best examples, I think, of where patient pathways and digital front doors can make a difference in the lives of people every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very helpful to know because I think examples always help to illustrate a bit more like what this is actually that you're doing. And I think that that's definitely like the future of healthcare where we're going. So you explained the case of Northern Ireland, but I know that um, in your case, especially as by president for the UK and Ireland, I'm sure you have other examples. And concretely in the UK, I know Orion Health is like the market leader for the NHS England Shared Care Records program as well. So who is a key supplier to many of the health boards in Scotland. Um, and you already explained the case of Northern Ireland. So could you tell us more about these success stories in England and Scotland? Yes, sure. So, so in um, in Scotland, we have a rich heritage of providing health boards with clinical portals. So, a number of years ago, health boards there who have a wider remit than NHS in England, um, in terms of the way they're they're set up, identified quickly the need for across their community and acute settings to bring together views from different systems. So. Um, a number of the health boards in Scotland use our portal, and it's it's generally seen as the single source of truth for patients across across Scotland. Um, they do some great work sharing those views. So if you're a patient in Glasgow and you're you, you need to have your um, you're in the north of Scotland, let's say on holiday, the portal is available to wherever you are in Scotland. They they share that data, and there's some really interesting other use cases coming out of that. Um, we've recently been talking to them around how the prison service could use that same um, technology to when inmates are uh, new into, into um, in, newly incarcerated, they can have their medical history taken. Today that's completely disconnected, which um, you know, is, is a surprise from, from the outside. So how do we make these things um, join up better for different systems of Scotland? Um, and it's something that um, Scotland have um, been progressing with us recently. In England, we're, the, we're a shared care record provider. The, the NHS England Shared Care Record Programme um, is quite mature now. There are 42 different areas of England integrated care systems. Uh, we're working with 10 of them who are have chosen Orion Health as their shared care record. And the simplest way to think of a shared care record is that it brings together a data set that wouldn't otherwise exist uh, to allow anyone in that geography to access it. So for citizens, the uh, the basic idea is that you don't need to repeat your life story every time you present at a health and care facility. You should have fewer repeats of tests or admissions or appointments because people can see the whole picture of your longitudinal healthcare experience. And you know, as a as a citizen of the UK, and um, um, uh, I find it incredibly frustrating that we don't um, make this something that's just the way we do things around here in 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 health the health system. So actually making sure that anyone can see the complete version of me as a citizen is important. Mm -hmm. But I guess for the for the for the carer experience, so the people working in the health and care system, they spend a lot of time looking for information. That's a that's a, a real inefficiency in the way we uh, we organize ourselves. 
And actually, we don't really work very collaboratively at scale. There's lots of good pockets of innovation and teams working together. But actually, because we're disjointed, we end up being disconnected. The care sometimes can seem disorganized. Things like transfer across services or boundaries um, and discharge planning and things like that are difficult. But also to work in those services can be pretty frustrating. If you talk to some frontline workers, they will tell you information systems cause them a great deal of headache. So we can make it better for them. And I think for NHS England, you know, that the um, ultimately there is efficiency to have from, from working more effectively, um, as well as um, using this data that's assembled in these data sets to the point I made earlier. If you could you know, run a query across your geography to say, show me all the diabetics with this intervention or this, this flag against them, how would that allow us to be more data-driven as a system and to see, seek more benefit from taxpayers' pounds? So um, it, it's a really important market for us and uh, you know, we're keen to continue to support NHS England as they advance share care records uh, in England. Mm -hmm. Sounds very interesting and, and I definitely share with you your frustration as a, as a citizen mm -hmm. or as a patient somehow that... And I'm not based in the UK, I'm actually based in France and I'm originally from Spain. And I feel like in every place that I've lived, it's always the same issue. So I think that indeed that's a frustration shared by many patients, at least for sure in, in Europe and that needs change somehow. So um, now let's move more on your vision side, somehow as somebody highly involved in, in, in digital health. So um, we're also interested in your visions. So like, what developments in digital health excite you the most? Great question. I, I think that I always take these types of questions with a with, with a sense of pragmatism. I want to see advancements in digital health, but I want to see them make a difference to citizens it soon. You know, I get frustrated by um, the time it takes for these things to make it through to the front line. So if we think of something like wearable technology, so much conversation and so much activity, but actually they're still not today um, making a difference in at scale across the health service. So simple things like remote patient monitoring that became really critical to our response to COVID during the pandemic, people keying in their oxygen saturation levels to a system to allow uh, the, the virtual ward concept to, to exist. And we know for years, diabetes patients have used continuous glucose monitors to, ma to manage themselves uh, where they're able to um, and uh, manage their condition. But how do we plug all of that into the system? So one of the one of the most exciting things I, I, I want to see, and we had some great conversations um, with this at an event I was in in Ireland recently, talking to their, uh, their industry around some of these concepts, is how do we allow all of this data to, to join in with the shared care record data set we're already building? So patients can contribute their data to, um, you know, wearing an Apple Watch or their, their fitness data, their their lifestyle data, and other bits of data we know about them. Things like the pollution where they live and and the amount of sunlight they might get from walking around with their phone in their pocket. And and one of the things that you know, it's not on the bleeding edge of technology, but I think to see this applied at scale would be re really important. And it excites me because it means we can properly personalize our response to these things as opposed to just talking around personalized medicine in terms of drug trials or as aspirations so that's that's probably one and it's probably not the most fashionable or visionary thing but i think it would make a difference and i guess i can't move off this subject without sort of thinking about um artificial intelligence it's something that everybody's talking about it's not necessarily new to the nhs in terms of machine learning but i think that generative ai and the things like chat gpt that we've seen pr proliferate in the last little period 
have got an, an, an interesting use case to start to get the system used to thinking like that. So if you think about your favorite medical drama on TV and there's an ambulance that goes into a hospital and they tell you the, the handover of the person as they're passing the patient over. Well, imagine that if it were a shared care record data that we have, that summary, that, that little potted history of important information that forms the handover, the situation, the background, the assessment of the person and the recommendations, let's say, of what I think you should do next. AI could do that really well with a data set we have that's real-time across the systems that we're plugged into today with the Orion Health stack. And so I think that that kind of uh, information on the uh, hospital say, you know, here's Mark, here's, here's his condition, here's what we know about him from the rest of the data we have about him. He's currently in this, um, in this configuration, and here's what we think we should do next. That will make a difference. And at the back end of that hospital journey, how do we make some of the paperwork we do that it's often slow and late and complicated? How do we make that um, easier with AI? And so there's some cool, um, cool companies in in the wider alliance member list, and also in the US. I've seen some companies that have started to think about discharge letters using AI snippets and and saying actually rather than a person having to dictate a letter, which is still happens across the country, we can say here's what happened to Mark while he was an inpatient over the last seven days. And here's the information that's critical to the next person, in this case, the GP. And that should be presented to um, the next person. And it should be formed part of my record and critically be connected to the person themselves too. So they, everyone's in the loop. So they're not new things, but I think they're things that make a difference if that answers your question. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it, it, it does answer my question. And like, what would you say it's happening right now in digital health that was unthinkable actually five years ago? I think we're finally starting as a system around the world that health and care is finally starting to properly personalize the way we do things. So how many times in the past have you seen marketing websites or, or collateral that talks about things being centered around the person or the patient? And I think actually the time is now where we're really seeing innovation that allows the person to be a stakeholder in their care. And I think it's easy to, from where we are now, to think, well, can the person curate that data? You know, so... Just, I can't just read and be a passive recipient of the data about me in the system. I want to join in the conversation. And you know, I'm starting to see and be encouraged by seeing around the country different, different examples of that happening. Um, in our own customer base, we're using end-of-life care planning as an example where you can everybody who's involved, including the circle of care, friends, family, loved ones, the GP, a community pharmacist, a, a domestic care worker, um, you know, Anyone who needs to see a care plan around someone's end of life wishes, say, can can see that information, contribute to it. You know, they can they can join in with the with the care around the person and pro properly delivering that personalised and patient centred experience will be what I think that the next big next big shift in how services are designed. You know, patients are people who are citizens, and you know, treating them as customers like we would in any other walk of life. I think is a big shift that feels like it's almost here in the um, certainly in the UK and Ireland market. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that um, it's funny because I'm thinking that the way you express yourself, it, there gives there are reasons to be hopeful somehow about the like what has happened, how much we have advanced in the past years, and what's to come. So I give I think it gives a positive message somehow. Yeah, I think you're right, and, and think about how our expectations have been reset by the our experiences during the pandemic. I think that. So many people experienced the pace of change we were able to bring about. Um, and I think there's a real excitement in the digital health community around how we make some of that mainstream because we've proved it's possible now. And actually, you know, 
governance and control around delivery of projects and managing clinical risk and, and new technology is important. But actually, we, 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 I think we've convinced ourselves that we can do it safely at pace. And I think that's what's exciting to see around the, around the industry at the moment. Mm-hmm. And then specifically from Orion Health, what do we need to watch out in the coming years or months? Like, what are you cooking up somehow? Uh, great question. So our big focus is on data. We have we have over 150 million records in our databases around the world today. That will continue to grow. We've got some really big global references in Saudi Arabia. They've just gone live with the uh, NFIDs, as they describe it, their, their shared care record program. 35 million souls on that shared care record. Um, in Canada, we've been working on a digital front door, 15 million people coming into one channel to navigate the health and care system. That generates lots of data. And so our big focus is on how do we use that data for the greater good? How do we ensure that the um, the population health kind of advancements that gives us both from a, a regional project, but also the global view? Right? We can see in our data um, things that aren't in other data sets by just very nature of what we do around the world. So bringing that to um to bear is what we're cooking up in our labs at the moment what insights from global population health zoomed into um the regional level and then down to an individual care organization what can we tell you about that and also what can we tell you about what they then do that works and so using that data for things secondary purposes like research is one thing but actually a a real-time kind of air traffic control system of how health is working around the world is something that excites excites us it's something which we're trying to to bring to bear in our in our products today. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. And then, like, final quick question: How can our audience contact you and engage with Ryan Health if that's possible? And actually, it's very um, suitable what you were saying because I see that you operate globally, and it's the same for Each Alliance. We're also present globally, so many, many people who might listen to this, this podcast actually they are based everywhere in the world. So, how can they engage with you? Well, I guess the first thing is we're listed in ECH Alliance members pages. You can find us there. We're on LinkedIn and our website, orionhealth.com. Um, we're really keen to be part of an ecosystem in digital health. And we see ourselves as a player alongside others to help the very difficult job that healthy care delivery organizations currently have globally. So we'd open open for conversation. Um, you can look me up on, on LinkedIn um, or via the, uh, via the ECH Alliance contact details. Thank you. That's very helpful. And final, final, is there any final punchline message that we didn't tackle and that you want to drop here? (laughs) Well, one of the things I'm personally very passionate about is patient empowerment. And I think that one of the the big things about these data sets that we assemble for shared care around the world is what's the point of them if they don't connect to the person? And so a, a personal passion of mine is how do we involve the person, empower them, tackle things like digital inclusion and literacy to help people to understand the health information so they become better stakeholders so it's not a core thing to our website but one of the things that personally that that, that i'm keen to do across the uk and ireland and and i'm passionate around sharing best practice on is how how do we get more success story of connecting people into the health and care system at scale and quickly because ultimately that's how we help more people to stay well for longer and to live healthy happy lives um, and to be connected to the health and care system when they eventually need it from one reason or another. Mm-hmm. I think that's an excellent final message to leave this conversation. I would like to thank you for your time, Mark. Um, I think it was very inspiring and and I hope that you enjoyed it as well. And it was really a pleasure speaking with you. 
more in depth to find out more about your views somehow about digital health and as well to find out more about the global work of Orion Health. So thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. And thank you all for listening. We will see you all next month at our next Member Spotlight interview. Stay tuned. Thank you very much. Bye, Mark. <laughs> and that's a wrap for today's episode of Digital Health Connect, Empowering Global Collaboration. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast and stay connected with us as we continue to explore the latest developments in digital health and the power of global collaboration. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you in the next time.